0: hey you guys welcome back to my podcast i'm so 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 excited for today's episode because it's very 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 needed in our society right now today's episode is about no longer falling into the good girl trope and standing in your dark feminine power and we're really gonna just dive into that fully Before we start, I just wanna let you guys know that everything that we talk about in this episode today, I go very, very, very deep in depth in my one-on-one coaching program that I offer called From Wounded to Embodied Womanhood. And my coaching program is currently at full capacity, Right now is August. Oh No, it's not August right now. It's June 2020. Um, and my coaching program is opening up, taking more clients in September 2020. So if you would like to secure your spot for September, you can book an introduction call, which is free, through my website in August. I'm not taking any more introduction calls until August. And half the spots for September are filled. Which means basically the women that have had introduction calls with me when my course was already at full capacity... They have signed the contract and secured their spot for one on one coaching in September. So, I do have half of the program still available. And so, that will be available to start securing um, in August. So, yeah, so if you would like to do one on one coaching with me, just keep that in mind that in August, you want to go on my website, which is victoriadeval.com, and schedule a free introduction call to sign up for the coaching program in September. Anyway, let's really get into it let's just get into it because a lot's going on yesterday roe v wade got overturned which is disturbing um and i really want to talk about the way that women are responding to this there's a lot so what i saw on social media right there's a lot of um it shows how deeply ingrained the patriarchy still is into our psyches when we respond to our own oppression with a good girl energy. What that looks like is I saw this ridiculous um, video of, you know, people at uh, protesting or something, and they sang, Uh, some like some american i think the american national anthem or something they sang that together what what is this what is this what's the purpose of this what is that doing how is that what no but that's a very easy example right of this good girl energy not really connected to your power the divine or sorry the dark feminine the divine dark feminine we're going to talk about in a second but another example of this where it's not as easy to see is in posts like this where you see people say the, a woman's um, most difficult decision that she'll ever make in her life should be done um, directly between her and a doctor. Or when you see posts that say women should be able to choose but no one is in support of abortions we no one likes abortions they just like um, women being able to choose right so this is a subtle form of good girl energy and this is where we're currently at in society we still what it basically means, is you have not reclaimed your feminine power. You have not reclaimed your oracle. And you only speak your mind to the point where it's not shaking the boat. It's not too triggering. It's not really coming from your heart's deepest depth. And you might see posts online that talk about how divine feminine energy is actually not easily... um, It's not easily able to be swallowed. It's not like a smooth honey drink. Part of it is the light feminine is usually more like that, but the dark divine feminine, which to be in your feminine, you must have both sides integrated. You must have the light and the dark side integrated if you'd like to be in your full feminine. The dark feminine is the part of you that speaks your deepest truth and is deeply connected to your intuition and your oracle. This part of you, is deeply missing in the collective as a society. Because of conditioning, we have lost connection to, and we have lost the courage to be in connection with our dark feminine, with our oracle, with our truth. The dark feminine can also be described as Kali, which is a goddess, a Hindu goddess. Um, You can look her up, look up her story and whatnot, but basically the dark feminine is in service to love. It's in service to liberation. That's one aspect of the dark feminine, right? The other aspect is kind of more erotic and sensual. But um, the dark feminine is in service to love. But the way that the dark feminine gets to love is by deeply liberating those from themselves and what that looks like is holding a mirror up by saying your deepest truth by speaking from the depths of your oracle and your intuition how many times have you as a woman known um known something or not spoken your heart's deepest desires because you've been conditioned out of speaking your truth you feel oh you know I don't want to say that because I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I don't want to say that because I probably won't get it. I don't want to say that because maybe he knows more than me. If you're in a relationship and you, your deepest heart desire, you know for yourself, I'm not comfortable with X, Y, Z. That doesn't feel right for me. And actually the only reason that you're doing that is because you're gaslighting me and you're not in your masculine and you blah, 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 blah. But if a woman denies her her intuition she denies her truth because she's afraid of what that means when she brings it to the surface that is a very good indication that she is deeply afraid of her feminine she is deeply afraid of her femininity let's talk about why the feminine has been suppressed why why has the feminine been suppressed The reason is, is because it is deeply triggering and it holds others accountable. The feminine is the truth. The feminine is the oracle. The feminine is the intuition. The feminine is deeply knowing. The feminine speaks the word of God. When the masculine manifested outside of us, which looks like men, right, cis men When the masculine, when the men are not actually in their divine masculine, they're just men, but they're completely wounded and they're not in their divine masculine, they don't want to be held accountable. Men who are in their divine masculine deeply yearn to be held accountable. But men who are not in their divine masculine, they are weak and they do not desire to have a mirror held up to them. They do not desire to hear the truth. They do not desire to hold the fullness of the intuition, the knowing, and the oracle of the feminine. They cannot do it without breaking, which is what the feminine is intended to do. The feminine, when you learn about the feminine, is about destruction and chaos and rebirth. Our wombs are a a micro of that, right? It's that, um, or it's actually a macro of that, right? So it's the death and life and death and life and that cycle. And when women are afraid of this, they start suppressing things to make them more easily digestible. And this has been conditioned into us for a very, very long time. But let's really talk about it notice the spaces where you try even in just the space of abortion to make your activism or your thoughts or your ideas more easily digestible i brought this up before but let's let's really dive into it the um the examples i brought up so when a woman says nobody likes abortion they just you know want a woman to have the right to choose well wait Why don't we like the natural death cycle that happens within the womb? Why don't we like and and support and encourage women who are portals of the divine, who have been given this divine right to express that fully through having the choice to end the, the life that is in a limbo state in between the heavens and the material manifested world, we have been given the right and the power to do that to allow death to happen there's nothing wrong with it there's nothing wrong with it there's nothing wrong with that at all it's natural it's normal and it's holy so let's really dive into that why do we say that right nobody likes abortion they just want a woman to woman to have the choice well actually i do like abortion I do like the idea and the knowing and the understanding that a woman has full autonomy and gets to decide if she brings life into the world or not. That's a very sacred choice. I very much support that. Now let's also talk about the way that we show up when we talk about abortion. We center incest and rape. Why? Because to my knowledge, the majority of abortions are not done from incest or rape. Why do we center this? Because it makes it more digestible to the oppressor. And we're begging. We're in a begging energy, right? Please, come on. What about rape? What about incest? Like people, no, no, no. No. Stop that. Get into your power. Get back into your body. Start saying things like, Even if another rape and another case of incest never happened ever again in the world, ever, women should still get to have abortions as often as they desire. Done. Why do we feel uncomfortable saying that? It doesn't need to be a tragic story. It doesn't need to be a, oh my gosh, and in some cases it is. In many cases, it is. In many cases, there's examples of women, you know, who ha- are the victim of incest or they are the victim of sexual abuse and sexual violence. Um, and, and I am, uh, have been a victim of sexual violence and sexual abuse. But let's really see why this makes us more comfortable and start asking yourself, where are you filtering your thoughts through a level of comfort- comfortability and being more easily digestible and you will start to see that you never actually are having genuine raw thoughts. Your thoughts are automatically being filtered through a layer of conditioning and if you desire to be in your divine feminine you have to ask yourself why and then you get to the space where you realize that due to your conditioning you desire more than anything To be validated by men. Why is that? Or you are afraid that if you speak your truth, it will be too much, that you'll receive some sort of backlash, that, you know, it's not safe. But really, there's this level of wanting to be kept in the pack, right? If we think of ourselves as like wolves. Women are afraid of being strays. They're afraid of being kicked out of the pack. And this fear has been conditioned into us. And so what happened was men started saying, because they became so weak and so afraid of the fullness of the feminine, what started happening was men started saying, you will be harmed and kicked out of the pack if you are in your feminine. And then they made an idea of what the feminine is. They decided that the feminine is submission, which has nothing to do with the feminine. They made this idea that feminine is self-sacrificing, you know, being submissive, taking care of everyone to the detriment of yourself. None of these things are the feminine. And what's also happened is women have gotten afraid of that, right? So they've then in turn, rejected their own femininity because they believed the lie and they didn't like it. So they rejected that entire feminine inside of them because they're afraid that what they said, that the feminine is submission and whatnot, is true. But once, what ends up happening is they win. The oppressors win because they successfully made you afraid of your own feminine by selling you a lie about what it is. So, we deeply need to address our validation wound and our people-pleasing wound that keep us trapped in the cycle of being a good girl, an agreeable girl. Let's talk about Amber Heard. Let's talk about Amber Heard. Why did so many women who were victims of abuse jump so quickly to Johnny Depp's defense, why? The reason is because women are afraid of being strays. They're afraid of being ostracized because they are so deeply afraid of their feminine. They are so conditioned out of their feminine that they're afraid of what that actually means. They don't know the power of the dark feminine. They don't understand that when you stand in your divine dark femininity, you attract a divine masculine man. The only women who will attract wounded men are the women who are afraid to be in their power. Men who are truly in their power don't want a woman who is people-pleasing 24-7 and can't speak her truth because men in their power desire accountability. They desire the truth. They are not afraid of it. And so these women then, then further their attachment to the idea that they cannot be in their feminine because it's dangerous because the men that they're dating would leave them if they were in their feminine, right? If they told the truth. But what happens is you, you live that life where you're, you know, never really fulfilled, all because you're afraid of what your power really means. And so, I encourage and call for all women to start noticing where they filter their ideas and thoughts through a layer of conditioning that is intended to make them more digestible for men and then stop doing that stop it stop doing that we see that we do this in life all of the time we're afraid to state you know um, On a first date that you don't want to pay 50-50. We're afraid to state that you're not tolerating a man who watches porn. You're not tolerating a man who follows naked girls on Instagram and likes their pictures. You're not tolerating that. And it's not just a suggestion. You will walk away if you find a man like that because you don't, don't desire to be around a low quality man. And you put yourself first because your validation is sourced from within. And you're secure on your own. But when women are constantly outsourcing their validation and they're constantly desiring to be chosen by the weak leaders of the weak pack, they will get nowhere. And we will get nowhere as a collective. The issue is, women think that that wolf pack is the only one that exists. They see that all of the men in this pack are you know um weak or they don't even see that but they intuitively see that if they speak their truth they will be discarded from the pack but what they don't understand is that there's a different pack filled with women in their power and men in their power that desire and open their arms to women in their power And there is a pack of men, of actual divine masculine men, actual strong men, actual leaders who deeply desire the intuition, the oracle, the fullness of a woman's femininity, not just a distortion of it. Weak men desire a woman's distorted idea of femininity, one that's riddled with submission and people-pleasing and self-sacrificing because they don't desire to be in their power as men. So they want a woman who keeps up with that facade, who keeps up with making them feel powerful when they're deeply disempowered. women need to start understanding that part of your duty and responsibility as a woman is to speak the truth of your oracle. And until you do, you will live a very unsatisfying life. Your deepest yearnings will be unmet because you're afraid of speaking them, of what that means. You might be rejected by the weak pack, congratulations. Who wants to be with the weaklings? Not me. Not me. So, we have to start with our activism. Let's bring this back to abortion. We have to start, start with our activism, with the things that we say and with our ideas, seeing where we try to make it easily digestible. We have to start seeing, you know, um, is this really the truth or am I just trying to to in some way, even in my activism, be accepted? We saw this with um, with Black Lives Matter protests. We saw this when white people were deeply uncomfortable, disturbed and angry with the protests of the um, of black people. Right. Why? Why? Because it makes them uncomfortable when black people are angry. Why? Because it forces them to look at themselves through a layer that is not just, oh, you know, um, racism, we're we're working on it, and and da-da-da. No, it's demanding, it's forceful, it's fiery, it's the dark feminine. That's the energy of the dark feminine right? When it's being forced in your face and they're angry and they're speaking the truth from a space deeply centered in love and liberation. So with protests, we have to start and and it doesn't even need to be protests. With your ideas, you have to start really dismantling the parts of you that desire to be agreeable. And it doesn't mean you have to be aggressive it means that you start being assertive. I actually just listened to a podcast by, I believe her name is Africa Brooke. I think on, um, what is her name on um, social media? Africa, I'm going to look it up right now. Her name, is, yeah, Africa Brooke. And she has a podcast called Beyond the Self. And I listened to one about, um, it, I think it was called something like cancel culture depends on you being a bad communicator. And, and I listened to that because of my own wounds around um, communicating the fullness of my truth and not just saying kind of statements that sound jarring and really um, expressing the fullness of my truth. But she was really deeply going into the different um, communication styles and how important it really is to be in your assertiveness. And so as I was saying, it doesn't mean that you need to be aggressive. And it also doesn't mean that you even deserve or need to speak your truth to every person because not every person deserves your emotional labor. I definitely don't do that. I. Um, Put my emotional labor in certain outlets like social media like my podcast and then with people who deeply understand me That's my personal preference So in my day-to-day life with people who deeply understand me or or are looking for a conversation where they're looking for my perspective But I don't do debates. That's just my personal um, Preference. I'm not going to tire myself out um, Expressing to you why women deserve rights. We have to learn how to be in our power, connected to our intuition enough that first of all, we hear it, and second of all, we're able to assert it. And I deeply um, encourage each and every one of you to start looking at the ways that we are talking about abortion online. You know, it's even taboo within liberation circles to say, you know, I think um, women should be able or anyone who has a womb, women should be able or anyone who has a womb to get an abortion because they feel like it, because they're not really interested in being a mother, because they're not interested in caretaking, because they just don't really fucking feel like it. That's it. End of conversation. It doesn't need to be a sob story. It doesn't need to be the most difficult decision you've ever made in your life. It just needs to be a decision that you make. Because you don't feel like it. You don't feel like being a mother at this point. It's not, it doesn't even need to be about the child too because people try to center the child. You know, I can't give that child the life I want. Start centering the mother. You know, I don't feel like I want to have a child right now because I don't feel like it. I'm enjoying my mornings and my nights and my dating and I'm enjoying, you know, um living life independently and I don't feel like it right now maybe in 10 years maybe but I don't feel like it right now it's just not a vibe right now for me (laughs) literally and you will see that that response gets a very different that that sorry assertion gets a very different response even in the abortion liberation circles because people then start to see the deep power of the feminine that it doesn't need to be masked we don't need to play into these agreeability politics of you know masking behind oh you know it has to be this deeply you know intense experience that the woman is deeply considering the child and the woman is deeply you know disturbed by this decision and and there was a very traumatic story that led her here no she just didn't really feel like it that's fine And I would also love to see where this takes women as far as guilt and shame with abortions. Because even within liberation circles, currently, even in pro-choice circles, I will say pro-choice circles because they're not really even that liberating. Um, Even within pro-choice circles, women are still expected um, to have this sort of Shame or guilt around it and it's kind of talked about as if it's this very intense or or very um, difficult thing and it can be it absolutely can be and we need to hold space for every emotion but I promise that if we stop talking about it like that the difficulty the guilt that women feel the shame that women feel will really 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 decrease. Because when women start realizing that it's actually their sacred right and it's actually a very beautiful thing and it's not a I support pro-choice but no one supports abortions but it's actually a deeply yes of course I support abortions of course I support you ending life that's in your own womb of course I support that you deserve to end life if you feel like it, it that's in your own womb yeah that's a very big positive Good for you. I'm glad you made a good decision for yourself. You made the right decision for you. Congratulations. If we start talking about it like that, first of all, it will trigger a lot of people because they want it to be a sob story. And second of all, it will liberate a lot, a lot of people because they will realize there's no shame in it. And then the real feelings can come out. Not the shame and the guilt, which never needed to be there in the first place. If we actually had a grasp on what abortion is, which I'm going to be making a video on what abortion actually is on YouTube next week. But if we actually had a grasp on what abortion was, we could actually allow people who have abortions, whether they're women, whether they're non-binary people, whether they're trans people, we could actually allow people who have abortions to go through their authentic experience, which could be anger, pain, um, you know, happiness, relief. Taking away the guilt of the actual abortion, that there's not, that abortions are very sacred, will actually transform the abortion space and allow people to actually um, start really getting in tune with their real emotions. When women have abortions, they feel a whole spectrum of feelings, anger, relief, sadness, um, overwhelm, fe- overwhelmed feelings, or they feel happiness, or they feel extreme joy, happiness, relief, that they no longer have a being residing in their body without their consent. So they feel all of these feelings, right? But what usually ends up happening is the shame of the actual abortion itself overrides all of these feelings and we can't actually get to the core of what's going on and and swim in these waves of emotions and feel them all deeply, the sacredness of them all, of all of the emotions as they come up. And we really, we just, it all comes back to women being afraid of their dark feminine women being afraid of their power and going into this good girl crap and it doesn't need to be just around abortion or protest or whatever the hell it is it can be around anything start noticing in your life especially when you interact with men the ways that you're stuck in the good girl syndrome wanting to be validated above all else so you will betray yourself on subtle levels You will filter your thoughts through a layer of agreeability so that you are accepted by the weak. Start really, really getting in that space and understanding what that looks like. Really, really start asking yourself and getting curious with your own thoughts, getting curious around your own ideas, getting curious around the things you've accepted. In my program, my one-on-one coaching program, we especially talk about this in dating. In dating the ways that you have been in this good girl syndrome. Allowing everything to happen to you. Never really speaking your truth. Never getting in touch with your power because you're afraid. Start stepping out of that. And please, above all else, well actually not above all else, but please, really identify where this is happening inside of you with abortion, where this, you know, good girl syndrome is showing up even as a pro-choice person, where you are thinking, you know, um, well, uh, centering abuse and, uh, rape and incest survivors in the conversation. Why ask yourself, why am I doing that? because it's it's easier for the for the oppressors to understand right But that's not really the the story it's not really the story right so many abortions happen because women don't want to they don't want to they just don't want to they don't want to be a mom that's a positive they don't want to be a mom they want to continue living their life child free and actually most abortions happen by women who are already mothers. So they're actually currently with children. So the majority of women of women who are having abortions already have kids. They don't want another child. Maybe they, they can't afford another child. Maybe they're, you know, whatever the hell their circumstances, it doesn't matter. Women can have abortions because women are ordained by God. To have abortions if that makes you uncomfortable sit with it it's the truth women are ordained by god anyone with a womb is ordained with the sacred power from god to have abortions it's very sacred it's like a sacred ritual start seeing it that way stop being uncomfortable with it right you know nobody supports abortions we just support a woman's right to choose no what are you doing why are we saying this I saw this on a massive, a massive page that had like, you know, 300,000 likes on Instagram. And it was just saying, you know, nobody supports abortions. They just support, you know, the right to choose. Why are you being a good girl? Why are you trying so bad to make your truth digestible for people who don't care? Speak your truth. Speak it fully, loudly in your power and start reclaiming those sacred parts of you. Because what you will see is that those parts of you have intentionally been shut off. It's not your fault that those parts of you have been turned off. But now it is your responsibility to turn them on. They have been turned off intentionally from layers and layers, generations and generations of conditioning. But it is your responsibility to turn them on and to liberate yourself. So, start getting in your dark feminine, please. We need the dark feminine. We need the light and the dark feminine. The feminine holds the dark and the light. And when people hear the word dark, they think negative. There's nothing wrong with dark. Dark is a different, it's a polarity to light, night and day. Darkness and light. It doesn't mean bad. There's two sides, if you would prefer, to the feminine. One side, which is about receptivity, softness, and vulnerability, and um, and receiving, and um, sensuality. And then there's another side about chaos, and deeply standing in your truth, and your intuition, and your feminine oracle, and standing in your power, and bringing down unjust systems, or conversations, or really what it is, is bringing breaking apart, um, the unliberated, what is it called? You know, very um, constricting, dense consciousness, liberating it, breaking it free, holding up that mirror that says this is a unjust um, consciousness. This is a consciousness that is causing harm. So that's more the dark feminine, also the eroticism embodied eroticism listen to my podcast about um, eroticizing your wounds which is not the dark feminine and please stop listening to these tiktokers besides myself (laughs) please stop listening to these tiktokers who are talking about dark feminine as manipulating men or you know being a mean girl or something some dumb shit like that that's not the dark feminine that's actually being not in your feminine Your dark feminine has nothing to do with you being mean or nasty or especially mean to other women. That's just called the sister wound. I saw this TikToker the other day talking about the dark feminine. Someone didn't agree with her and she started calling this girl ugly all over her page and making fun of her and then calling that the dark feminine. Please have some discernment. That's not the dark feminine. That's just a wounded woman clinging to some sort of control because she is very stuck in her ego has nothing to do with the dark feminine the dark feminine is extremely powerful in service to humanity but the dark feminine shows up as a mirror which triggers humanity so it's a catch-22 right because you're in service to humanity by triggering the ones who are causing harm to humanity right so Now that we know what the dark feminine is, now that we know about the good girl syndrome, now that we talked about abortion, let's really move forward. Let's really move forward. All right, you guys. (laughs) I love you guys so much. By the way, this is going to be the podcast right here that hits 100,000 downloads on my podcast in under a year my podcast is currently in the top 100 chart in the UK the United States and Canada and it has been there for months um, in its category relationships so it's in the top 100 chart for a relationship podcast thank you guys so fucking much I'm so 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 honored and just deeply um grateful for everyone who listens to my podcast if you want to celebrate my podcast hitting a hundred thousand downloads you can share this episode or any of your favorite episodes share your favorite episode tag me and I will repost you on instagram and um and yeah, you can follow my Instagram at Victoria Duvall on Instagram, TikTok, and then my YouTube is also Victoria Duvall. That is Victoria space D E space V A L L. It's actually Victoria Duvall. Um, but we'll just keep it in English, you know, Victoria Duvall, (laughs) but, um, but yeah, so you guys can follow me anywhere on all my social media platforms. And I am currently about to go buy a camera at Best Buy with some of the money I made from coaching. Thank you guys also so, so, so deeply for trusting me to lead you, to guide you. It is my deepest honor. And I'm now about to cry because I love I love my clients so deeply. I'm so honored to be able to serve you and to be your coach and to guide you into your fullest expression of your womanhood, into your softness, into your power, out of these limiting beliefs that shackle you to the ground and to rise up. I am so honored to see that, to witness it. And... um. I just love you guys so much. And if you would like to join my one-on-one program, which is basically just one-on-one coaching um, in a program called From Wounded to Embodied Womanhood, again, put your name um, or sorry, put your mind on September and understand that there's a limited amount of spots and they will go quickly in August. So make sure that you sign up for my coaching program in August. Sign on or sorry, follow my Instagram if you'd like to keep updated with it so you don't forget. Um, and, and yeah, I love you guys so much and thank you guys so much for a hundred thousand downloads and for being in the top 100 chart. Thank you everyone who shares my podcast. I am deeply, deeply happy that this information and that this, um, transmission of, of womanhood and power is being, uh, given and received by so many women. So I love you guys and I'll see you next Saturday. Bye.